Welcome. I'm Lauren Rosen, licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Kelly Frankie, licensed marriage and family therapist. And this is Purely OCD. Kelly and I are OCD specialists who happen to also be in recovery from OCD ourselves. Each week we meet to talk about all things OCD, one topic at a time. You may notice we try to bring a little levity and humor to our discussion around this deeply painful disorder, as this has been a very powerful tool for our own recovery as well as our clients. We tend to cover obsessions, compulsions, and exposures. And if you do find this podcast helpful, please leave us a review so we can gain more visibility to reach more people like yourself and help spread awareness of what it's like to live with OCD. Quick reminder, this is not intended as therapy or as a replacement for therapy. This is for educational purposes only. So without further ado, here is this week's episode. Normally we're on Instagram live, um, but the platform wasn't working for us for many reasons. Hopefully that will be fixed at one point, but for now we are going to be on YouTube and also, I don't know where else. Yeah. TBD, I guess there's a mm-hmm. lot of different options, but for now, just the YouTubes of it all, just, just the tubes of the U. Yeah. So watch out YouTube. Uh, here we are. And not that we haven't been here already, but <laughs> um, in any case, so today we're here to talk to you about conf- confession as a compulsion, uh, which comes up a lot, actually, maybe mm-hmm. you'd be surprised. And it's sort of a form of reassurance seeking, if you will. It's like a sneaky form of reassurance seeking. So I wanted to talk about that some and um, shall we just dive right in? Yeah, let's do it. I so, like this one a lot. Yeah. Say more. Um, <clears throat> I think one of my earliest compulsions, one of them was around confessing. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically um, that I had broken, I was playing hide and seek and I had broken a lock in the, one of the guest rooms in my grandparents' house. And it was one of, it was just a janky lock. And I broke it mm-hmm. and I blamed my cousin, Holly. And I was like, Holly did it. <laughs> and then immediately, sorry, I Holly, said, sorry, Holly. <laughs> I immediately started to go, oh my gosh, I just did something really bad. And I was like, oh, Papa, I'm sorry. It was me. Like instantly. I was like, it was me. Actually, I'm just kidding. And feeling so much relief because it was positively reinforced of like, I'm really proud of you that you did the hard thing and you took ownership and it's, and it's okay. Like, it's not even that big of a deal on top of that. But I mean, I'll catch myself wanting to the urge to confess to you sometimes. I'll be like, hey, just so you know, I have Klonopin, but I didn't take any. <laughs> just so you know, just in case you're wondering. No, and here's the thing. In the context of you being a kid and making a choice that, you know, you're like, oh, well, no, that's a lie. I don't want to, I don't want to tell a lie, right? That's not yeah. an appropriate well, thing. Excessive, though. But that's the thing. So it's not, I think, but I just wanted to point out because of the example, the initial is not a problem. Like if, you, if you're apologizing for something or taking ownership for something, we're not saying there's anything wrong with that at all. The thing that becomes problematic is when you haven't done anything wrong and you start confessing things just like I see this a lot with 
oh, well, I, I just had this thought. It's almost like, I want you to know all of the different thoughts that have gone through my mind so that you can be the arbiter of whether or not I'm actually a bad person. Dude, I used to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it until like, I mean, for like an hour, I would come home and just blah. Yeah. And my grandparents would be like, okay, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, but it's just so hard, right? Because all of the things that we talk about, they can be compulsive and they cannot be. And so you know, I, you and I, speaking of you and I, I all share things with you because I want validation, but yeah. I'm not doing it excessively. I'm not doing it over and over again. And it's not like I have to, and that, that sense of urgency we want to be on the lookout for as well, which is where, you know, your initial example, you'd be like, oh my gosh, I have to tell them right this second about this thing, or I have to tell them immediately, even though it's not going to change anything. Yeah. Or maybe it's not actually the right thing to do in this situation. There's no nuance in it. It's just like, how do I get, how do I spew this out of me so that this poison isn't sitting inside of me and I can feel better? Right. And even like with our OCD too, it comes Mm -hmm. up a lot. Yeah. Relationship OCD, it might be like, so let's say my partner is a man and I am attracted to men. And I said to him, oh my gosh, I'm like, I saw this really hot guy. And then you kind of look. <laughs> I, oh my gosh, it's so this. good. I looked at somebody in the eyes. That that kind of stuff is the stuff that used to get me. Like I looked them in the face. What do you think? that? Do you think I did something bad? Or right. just saying it, just like I did it. It was That's me. right. That's right. You just sort of floated out there. And then how you gauge, like, I love how you're like, you wait to see how they look or and you gauge the person's response. Are they mad? And then if they're neutral, you're like, I don't think you heard what I said. <laughs> I said to clarify <laughs> that I looked an attractive guy in the eyes. <laughs> Do you ha- can you Crazy. give me your thoughts on this, please? <laughs> right. If you're with someone who's trained, they'll just be, they'll just stonewall you. Yeah, they'll be like, oh. Okay. Well, maybe they won't. Maybe even if they've been trained further, they won't say anything at all. Yeah. So it it's tricky, this one, I think. I, I see it come up a lot in therapy too, in the course of therapy, like wanting, and I, like, I've even experienced this on the client end of things where it's like, you want to divulge everything to your therapist. Everything. Because if you don't, then they might not give you the correct diagnosis or Mm -hmm. be under some misinformation, or maybe they'd be treating it differently. And I can't tell you how many times I have clients be like, well, but this time it was different, which we've talked about before, but like, that's the same. It's, you know, I have to tell you this one because this one's different. Yeah. And we'll be like, okay. Yeah. I know that sound. Yeah. Hmm. I've, I've heard this before. Um, it sounds all too familiar. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> also the, scrupulosity too. Yeah. With moral scroop or religious scroop. Religious scroop. I think m- the moral stuff for me is usually what comes up when I'm saying like, it's not about like cheating. It's more like, do you think I'm a bad person for doing something like that? Right. Or that I lied. 
but scrupulosity strictly religious scrupulosity you see it a lot in like confessing through prayer when you know like i had all of these thought intrusive thoughts please forgive me yep and then within the catholic faith of course you actually have the practice of confession which you know obviously there's nothing wrong with you know you get to be whatever faith is is your faith and but being very cautious of how you're using it and if you're using it excessively and what the reasoning behind it is yeah this is and true i guess it's probably what probably worth saying like what the downfall of confession is because I think there are several, okay. but understanding like why you wouldn't want to do it, it. Just in addition to the idea that it's going to reinforce your reliance on this behavior. Um, first of all, you, when, when you confess, especially, and we were talking about this, I think last time in the context of interpersonal relationships, that puts a strain on the interpersonal relationship and it kind of makes the basis of it this this compulsion so you're yeah. in some ways kind of cheapening the relationship a little bit like using it um <clears throat> right and putting more burden and stress on it to where the person on the receiving end is going to feel exactly burned out totally but then there's there's the element too of becoming increasingly reliant on somebody mm -hmm. else's opinions the more that you ask or outsource these questions in order to alleviate your anxiety. The, like I was saying, I guess before, the more that you have to do it, but it starts to erode any sense of self, of trust in yourself. Yeah, no, that's that. good. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I don't know what that even is. Trust? I know. What? Get out of here. No. Yeah. <laughs> out. Yeah. So that's where I think recognizing maybe the difference between trust as a feeling and trust as a behavior and taking the actions that would suggest that you trust yourself in the absence of that feeling becomes so important. And that's where exposure and response prevention comes in when you happen to be a, a compulsive confessor. Yeah. Which kind of opens the door to reassurance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's kind of like this quasi way of getting it. Yes, that's absolutely well. That's absolutely what it is because you're yeah. che and checking, I suppose, as well. You're check. You're taking yeah. the emotional temperature of yeah. someone else in yeah, order to reassure yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think where else we might see confessing. Um, I think sexual orientation OCD too, especially in the context that you were talking about with really in the context of inter intimate relationships oh okay. right like i found another person attractive who yeah. other people think they're attractive kind of thing or like floating it out to your friends and being like this happened yes <laughs> and um and but also to also <laughs> and and what do you think of that please speak into the microphone please um <laughs> I just use sunglasses as a microphone. Um, so you're welcome. But 
I, I think actually, and I was just talking to Kevin Foss, shout out to Kay Foss, who is the uh, awesome host of the Fearcast podcast and therapist extraordinaire. But we were talking about the element of getting people to sign off on like a permission slip or like a informed consent, which is oh, yeah. and I, something I attributed to you because you use that a lot. And I, I think that that's what the confessing is in some ways. So if you're in an intimate relationship and you say, oh, just so you know, I just, I like, I, I happen to be straight, right? So if I were to say to my husband, let's say I had sexual orientation OCD, I was concerned that maybe I was bisexual. And I went to my husband and I said, I just found a woman attractive and he stays in the relationship. It sort of absolves me of like, yeah. well, he he consented he knows what's up not on me then yep that sort of uh, absolves you of the responsibility piece you know what in fact just quickly um to add to that is i think our entire relationship is based on this because i think that not based on it but i think i said now that you know everything about me <laughs> i need you to sign this letter <laughs> I consent to being your friend. You consent to being my friend. I'm just kidding. I did not have her sign it, but I absolutely have said it. Um, yes. So everything is now on you, Lauren. So it's all on me. It's, if you're hurt, it's you. But I didn't actually sign the consent. So I think sorry. you agreed verbally. <laughs> just as good. I don't, I don't know if it'll hold up. up but <laughs> oh, oh boy. Shit. Sorry, guys. It's a special day. Oh, it is a special day. But I, you know, that this is where it goes back to, it's so hard because, of course, on the other side of it, we want people to see us in our entirety. Yeah, it's true. And to accept us. Like, it's such a normal human thing. And that's, you know, so much part of our relationship and, and I think all of the important relationships that you and I have in our lives. Mm-hmm. And most people, that's why vulnerability is important. And it's about like not taking it to the nth degree. And as much all joking aside, there's no permission slip, right? Mm -hmm. There's no, there's no informed consent to for, that's been signed because that's, that's, we wouldn't do that to one another because we, we know we have no CD <laughs> that, that would make everything worse. So, you know, we, we accept we uncertainty. Yes. Yeah. We have the best. Well, I think we have great jokes. They make me yeah. laugh anyway. Apparently there's a reviewer on our podcast who thinks we are not funny, which is fine because we probably, maybe we're just not that funny and that's okay. Yeah. You don't need to say that we're not funny though <laughs> well some people might yeah i mean if it if you feel it's necessary to say that you don't find us funny that's okay not everyone's gonna find us funny and i don't i think it's mean but okay <laughs> that's a better person than me hopefully this that. um hopefully this worked out i hear audio echoing now so oh do you yeah I mean, it says we're live and I see that maybe a couple of people have joined us. So, okay. um, and if anyone's there and wants to like float out a topic for future episodes, we're certainly open to that. Um, yeah, as we always are, this is for, 
for you guys. So we're glad to be here on our new home on, on YouTube for the, at least for now. And any, any other thoughts to wrap up confessing as a type of compulsion? Um, no, I think don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) The the vote is do not confess. Yep. With the uncomfortableness. Um, also everybody, I think you can ask questions in general, right? As it's streaming live. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's supposed to, supposed to work that way anyway. All right. And just one last thing on my end, I think if, if you find yourself with that urge to just confess, you know, one of the things that you can do is to take pause and just, you know, delay it and see where you're at in a couple of days time without having ruminated for about it for those couple of days Um, Mm -hmm. and reflecting on values and what kind of person you want to be and how you want to show up in your relationships. So that's just another thought, but As always, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for being here with us, and we will look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for joining us. Just as a reminder, this podcast is not therapy, nor is it intended as a replacement for therapy. If you need further support, we encourage you to seek treatment with a registered professional who specializes in OCD. If you have a moment, we'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to leave us any feedback by reviewing us on your podcast app of choice. You can find past episodes on our website at purelyocd.com. Remember, this podcast is for you, so please let us know what you would like to hear. We want to make our message as helpful as it can be. We hope you will join us in the future as we continue our discussion on all things OCD. OCD.